Steven. Wow, that was really good. Thanks for the backup. That was really good harmony too. Like you guys just kind of, I just so you guys know, we don't practice this really <laughs> whatsoever. Like How I don't, can you tell? I don't have any clue what's going on. I thought that was Tim. Good. Tim just rolls up and is handed a list, and then you guys just start harmonizing, and Tim nails it each time. Hi, this is Heather Lee, and I'm a big-ass runner from Canada, but I'm currently exploring the trails in Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Well, thank you, Heather. Stephen, does that intro sound at all familiar? It really does. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. You have, because that was the very first intro on episode one of the big ass runner so right you know i remember when you came up with that idea we're like hey this is a new podcast we have zero listeners um (laughs) who who would do this right you know what we should do we should ask people that have not even heard of the podcast yet to do introductions and you had already started the instagram account prior to the podcast launching and so you would just put it out there and lo and behold heather and some other people who just said yes just said yes and, i'll do it yeah and have been following us and being a part of the herd since then so yeah this is awesome kind of nostalgic a little bit that's what i was feeling a little nostalgia and i'm sure heather and those folks that did the first few ones are shocked that, that this podcast is still around yeah like that'll never take off we'll, we'll just do this and it'll be fun and we can make fun of it in a few days but yeah we're still around still around well welcome to the big ass runner i'm jeff harrell and i'm Stephen print Stephen, this is episode 64 and i thought because we are now believe it or not we're in the holiday season we are we're in mid October-ish. Is that like pumpkin spice time? Oh my goodness. I know how much you love pumpkin spice. I do not like this season. You don't, you don't like the fall? No. Well, I don't like the fall. I just don't like pumpkin spice season. That's true. That is true. Well, I thought what we could do, first of all, we have a great episode planned. In segment one, we have a scary story. Ooh. Because I don't know if you knew this, Stephen, but Halloween's coming up. I've heard about that. Yes. And in segment two, we have one of our regular folks back to sing this time. Ooh, who could that be? Who could that be? He's going to sing some scary songs. Ooh. Because again, Stephen, I don't know if you knew this, it's Halloween coming up. I've heard of that. (laughs) (laughs) But before we did that, what we thought we would do is bring our friend Scott Bailey on real quick because Scott is the founder of one of our favorite brands, favorite companies. They're a small company that focus just on trail running. Everyone probably knows by now we love Path Projects. Yeah. And Scott Bailey is the founder of Path Projects. So we wanted to have Scott on to talk a little bit about some of the new innovations that they have coming up. I think people have heard about the labor shortages and the material and supply chain issues. So we wanted to talk to him about that as well. As a service, Stephen, to the big ass runners, so that when they're planning their holiday list, they are well prepared. Yeah, we got to know Path. I think we said this before, but a friend of ours, Richard, he did the intro a couple episodes ago. We were all chill running, and he's like, You got to try out this brand called Path Project. We're like, Yeah, yeah. 
And then finally we did, and we instantly both fell in love with it. And then later on in the months, we started this podcast, and then we came into relation with those guys and through your coach, actually. And it's been really nice because these guys do amazing things. Like you said, they're a great small business, and they really produce really nice stuff, too. So They took a a chance on us. Yeah, it's a win, 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 win all the way around. Well, Stephen, now on the Big Ass Runner hotline, all the way in... Powder Mountain, Utah, we have the founder of Path Projects, Scott Bailey. Scott, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Stephen. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Well, welcome. Thanks for coming back. Powder Mountain, that sounds very tasty. I'm just thinking of donuts right now, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's known for other things besides that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we're doing as well as you are. We're, we're in Texas. You're in Utah. I'd love to trade. Yeah. Actually, we have one of our ambassadors this year who grew up in Texas. And lives in Oregon now, and he's a big trail runner. So he he's out here. We got people from all over with us. We're doing uh, shooting our fall and holiday products and video and photo assets up here with Billy Yang and photographer who's an ambassador. Also Liam and it's been a great few days up here. That's great. That's great. And I know we wanted to talk a little bit. Whenever we do the Stevens New Ass Stuff segment. Our listeners love gear, they love innovation, they love technology. So we wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about maybe some of the new products that you guys are working on that may be coming out here now that we're in Q4. Yeah, I guess our big release is, I think it's our big release for the year is we're coming out with a running pant, the Killam pant. And it's a running pant that kind of encompasses what PATH is using our Prime Flex material. It's got the three pockets on the back and also hand zip pocket and it's super lightweight feels like you're not even wearing anything but is great to wear as a standalone pant you can wear full length base liners under if it's really cold or short base liners and got zips on the bottom for um, getting it off easily and we tested it all last winter with some of our ambassadors in maine and up in upstate New York and Minnesota, and they didn't want to give it back. We had one sample that we had made for a couple, and we had to get them back. And they were like, we're not giving it back. So <laughs> we're really excited. It's launching in a couple weeks and kind of been putting it out on our Instagram and talking about it. And we're excited to launch it. We think it's a great new category for path running pants. And Scott, when is that going to be coming out? We're waiting right now. The first color, the black, is sitting in customs and we're hoping to get it out. And uh, so we're probably going to release them in about maybe a week after this podcast comes out. And then our gray color will probably be out in December. Well, that sounds awesome. I have a quick question for you. So being a gear guy, the pants, are they looser than a running tight, but not as baggy as a jogger? Or can you give us some more description like on how it fits and maybe the purpose for it? Yeah, it's a slightly relaxed fit. So anybody who's familiar with our shorts, we have our classic fit, which is kind of our swimmer fit and our relaxed fit shorts. Our shorts come up with two fits. So our running pant comes in the relaxed fit. So it's relaxed in the body and then it tapers down at the ankles. So you don't get a lot of extra material rubbing around or, or moving at your ankles. It fits pretty snug at your ankles. So that's the fit of it. We've tried a few different fits and a few different pocket configurations, and this is the one everybody seemed to like the most. Oh, that sounds awesome. It sounds like, a, like you said, a, a nice new category, not only for the style of the pants, but also in your product line. So that, I'm looking forward to trying some of those. And Steven's trying to add it to his cart. It's not out yet, Steven. You got to wait. You got to wait a few weeks. <laughs> we'll make sure you get, get you guys one out early so you can be one of the first to have it. 
Oh, that's awesome. And I know one of the first things I saw from you guys, Scott, maybe in a couple of years ago, or I don't know, time flies. I mean, it just been last year. Who knows? But you guys did a collaboration, I think a non-elite shirt. Could you give us an update on that one? Yeah, we did a shirt last year with Kafuzi, who is a YouTube product tester out of Chicago. And he's a big fan of our product and kind of has the right look and the right feel. And his slogan is non-elite, which is really a working man's runner. He runs a lot. He just gets joy from running. So we did a non-elite long sleeve black shirt with him and it, it sold out in just less than a day. And so we did short sleeve version this a couple of weeks ago with him. And it's a short sleeve, our T19 shirt with his reflective non-elite slogan on the front. And we made a lot more this time, so we still have some left, but they've been going really good. When we released it, it actually was the largest day of sales we ever had with Path Projects in one day. So he's a pretty cool guy and, and we like working with him. So what we're trying to do is do like one collaboration with somebody we really connect with, who's a fan of Path, who we're really a fan of and create a special product for them and release one every month that it's like a limited you know, when it's gone, it's gone type thing. And it's been really good for us and good for people that we work with. So it's, we, we kind of are really enjoying this collaboration process. It's funny. I actually remember when you guys released that because a friend of ours who introduced us to Pass several years ago, I saw that and immediately I bought it, not knowing how long it was going to be on there or not. And it turned out he also tried it as well. And I actually got the shirt. I guess I was just quicker or whatever, but I, I totally remember that because he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and do it right away. And he tried and he didn't get it. But it's actually one of my favorite long sleeve shirts to wear. I wear like under stuff on it. I'll wear it to the gym and fabric is just real breathable, super thin, but yet feel warm in it. So that's one actually one of my favorite running shirts, but I just thought it was kind of serendipitous that uh, he's the one that introduced us uh, to you guys. And uh, I ended up getting one of those, but I do remember they sold out very, very quickly, which like you said, is probably a a great thing for, for you guys. Yeah, it's good for everyone. It's funny. We get a lot of good comments from people just about the shirt. And this one guy said, oh, I love this shirt, but can you make non-elite on the back? Because I run slow, and when people come up fast on me, they know, then they know they can pass me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the best comment. I, go, I think we all need that shirt on the back. I was going to say, that, that hits very close to home. Yeah. Very close to home. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, because I know in the news, there's a lot about supply chain and and the ability to, to get materials and things like that. But before we kind of hit on that, I'd like to find out how, you, how your summer went. I know we talked to you last time on episode 37. That's been several months ago. I just want to see how your summer went and how things have been going with you. Yeah. I mean, we've had a really good year for product. We've had a, a lot of growth with the company. Supply chain is definitely an issue. Materials that were normally six weeks to get or eight weeks to get are now 12 or 14 weeks to get. And then you don't really know when you can actually get them from the shipping containers and through the ports once they come in too. So it, I think for everyone, it's been a really stressful time when you have product that's in demand and you can't get the materials to have it made and everybody's having COVID shutdowns in different countries and the U.S. had some. And then in the U.S. too, we're just kind of battling a lot with price increases because we make a lot of our products in the U.S. and wages have gone up significantly, which I think is great for everyone, but just adds to the price of everything. So we're trying to do the best we can to hold prices and 
find other ways to trim things, but it's, it's a little tricky. I think this year for holiday, you know, all of our fall stuff has been coming in a little later than expected. Some of our holiday stuff is going to be later than expected. And I think what you're just seeing with every company is if you see something you want to get, it's better to buy it because it may not be restocked or they may not be able to get the material to make it. So I've been doing some early Christmas shopping myself just for my daughter and some of my friends because I just know the way it is in our business and I hear it like that with everyone. So, you know, I think it's probably going to be like this through spring or, or even fall next year. I just don't see it changing. We've had to change our business uh, in significant ways. What we're trying to do now is buy excess fabrics and store them at our factories because we don't know when we can get them. In the past, it was pretty easy to order it. Now it would be 8 or 12 weeks to get fabric. But without knowing that, then you lose your spot for production if your fabric's not there. So we've had to really put a lot of resources into buying extra fabrics and trims and everything and, and keep storing them. So it's tricky. We're small, so we're nimble and we can do things. And I, I think we have some advantages, but then when you're small too, you tend to get pushed out of factory space if they get too busy. So there's pros and cons. I think every company big and small is going to have issues, but I think like everyone, you're just going to have to learn how to navigate. I've been doing this 30 years and this has been the worst you know, 12 months of supply chain I've ever seen because it's shipping, it's shipping out to consumers, even the U.S. US post office, FedEx, everybody's behind and raising prices. It's getting product in, it's manufacturing. There's not one thing that's not really affected. So, but I guess it's just challenging and it's one of those things that you just got to deal with and, and figure out a way to do it. So it sounds like if someone's interested in some path gear for a holiday gift, they should probably go ahead and get going now. Uh, this comes out in mid-October, so probably should get on that. Yeah. I mean, we've, we said that they, back in July to a lot of our customers on our newsletter is like giving people updates on what's going on and just letting them know that things are going to be late. If something's in stock now and it's something you want, you've got a race coming up. Don't wait till a week before your race and think that it's going to be there. Try and think ahead and if something's there, just get it and put it away because I think there's just a lot of unknowns right now. Yeah, Scott, it's interesting you said that. I listened to a business podcast and they were talking about that very same thing that some of the ports are even busy. So if they try to air instead of freight and cargo, then it's like triple, but yet they got to get their product in. And like you said, it sounds like if you move one lever, then three other ones slide in a different direction. And they were even talking about just their shipping costs have tripled and, and they still need to get their products in and stuff. So as you were talking, it was kind of reminding me of one of our last episodes about gratitude and thankfulness and just reminding people to be gracious and kind, you know, yeah. during the holiday season and knowing that companies like your are really trying hard to get product out there and make good on people and, and get things on time, but just to be patient, you know, and I think especially around the holiday season. Yeah. So it's, it's a good I, reminder as you say that. I agree. Like just not just the companies, but all the people working, people working at the docks, 18 hours trying to get product in, truckers driving everywhere, people working at retail. There's such a 
supply shortage of labor and all these people are doing the best things they do. And I saw something the other day and it said, don't get upset with someone if things are slow. Thank them because they actually went to work and are trying to do the job. Right. And I think that's a, that's a good thing to think about right now. Love that. Well, Scott, if you let us know when those pants come out, we will let the big-ass runner herd know as soon as we know so they can get a jump on that. It sounds like sure. there's going to be a lot of interest in that product. Yeah, I think they're going to go really quick. Unfortunately, it's a one-production thing because of the season. So we're doing one production of black and one production of dark gray, and they'll be gone. So, yep. But next year, we'll get a lot more once we get all the feedback from everyone and what they liked, and we do those. Usually, that's the way we do things is you know we make a product, we get it the best we can, we put it out, and we wait for everybody's feedback, and then we make the final tweaks on it, then we go deep with it once we feel like we've got it right. Well, I know you're in Utah, and there's lots of great trails and running out there. Are you, are you training for anything right now, or you have a race ahead of you? I don't right now. I am actually healing from an injury. I had a stress fracture in my foot. Oh, wow. So I just got the okay to start running again, so... I came right up here with all these guys and started running right away at 9,000 feet. <laughs> and it uh, put me in my place. So I think I'm going to take the slow road this fall and just start building back and maybe look at doing something in the spring and kind of have a goal of doing that. But last thing you want to do after an injury is come back too quick and cause something else to break. So yeah. you know how that is. Well, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate your partnership so much. We love love your products. And so we'll definitely keep our eyes open for those new pants and let the big S runner herd know as well. But again, thanks thanks for all you guys do. Yeah, thank you guys. Love your podcast. Everybody's really talking about it in the industry and it's great to see you guys doing fantastic over there. Well try to have fun in Utah. I know it's gonna be tough. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Scott. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Good luck, guys. Thank thanks. you guys. Bye. Well, Steve and Scott is such a great guy and just love being partners with those guys. Yeah, it's really good. You know, I think Jeff, it's a good reminder just to kind of all of us, we run, we have a life outside of running, we work. And so just hearing them and being a small business, you know, going out there and doing some really good work for people, providing good quality gear and just being aware of what's going on in the world is, I think is really important, but I'm pretty excited about those pants and, and yeah. thinking about one of those new non-elite t-shirts. I have the long sleeve, like I said, and uh, I love it. So I, I don't think the short sleeve would be any different. So looking forward to ordering those. Well, with that, Stephen, let's get going on episode number six. 64 of the Big Ass Runner. Steve, if you recall, last year during this time, we did a little series of scary stories. And so I threw out on the Instagram, said, hey, does anyone have any scary stories you'd like to tell this year? We've told all of ours. Yeah. Although I'm sure we'll have more coming up soon with some of these races we have. Right. Yeah. Like running that night race, that was pretty scary. That was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. Saw all kinds of animals and things. But yeah, we'll, hopefully we'll have some more later on. Well, our friend CJ had one that she sent to me and we'll play that in here in a second. But before we get to that, Stephen, I thought I'd ask you a little bit about Halloween, you know, as a kid, uh -huh. Christmas has always been my favorite holiday uh -huh. because of the gifts, let's be honest. Right. And the season and, you know, and seeing family and the good cheer and all that. Right. But man, Halloween with the candy. Really? 
It was a big player. I certainly like Thanksgiving. You know, as I've gotten older, that's surplanted Halloween. Okay, as my second favorite. But man, the big bag of candy as a kid—that was big time. So that's number three on your list. You go Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween. I might put Columbus Day in there somewhere. Yeah, you know, Flag Day, Flag Day, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a pretty good one. Yeah, that, that one seems like it just keeps on going on. And pretty. On and on. Yeah, I think Halloween because now that I have kids and then. I've got younger nieces and nephews. It's just fun seeing them dress up and go out and trick her. That's just fun. Right. And it's the fall. Yeah. I love the fall. You know, I would say, Jeff, that I could totally relate, but there actually <laughs> is not. So as some of you maybe have listened to the podcast for a while, I don't have a really in-depth music knowledge, but we actually didn't really do anything growing up with Halloween. So kids would come and they had all kinds of candy and stuff. And I was like, wow, that looks amazing. Where'd you get that? I'm like last night we went outside and I was like, Wow, that looks really amazing. Like, so you just went outside. Like, did it rain? Is there like a candy cause or what's going on? And we just never, we had other activities. We did different things, but we never really participated a whole lot in Halloween. So we did get candy, but maybe not in the more traditional sense. So I can relate to the idea of seeing all the candy because obviously growing up, you see it in the stores and stuff. You have parties at school, but never had the big pillowcase full of full of candy did you grow up in a rural area like did you not see kids out at no no I, I yeah grew up in the suburbs yeah we just we just didn't we didn't really do a lot with halloween and so did, did kids ring the bell and you hand out candy no we no you turn your light off and well we usually weren't home uh, yeah okay. sometimes we'd go out or whatever so it wasn't it wasn't a big halloween holiday in our home but yeah so now now we just go get candy and have fun and we go out i think a, a couple of years ago I dressed up as Luke Skywalker and my Ooh. daughter was Ray. So yeah, we've done a few things with our kids and stuff. So yeah, not a big, not a big growing up, but love the candy. I can't deny that. What I love about that is though, you you can put all the candy in the floor and then you divide up like the, oh, yeah. the really good candy. Yeah. And then the so-so candy, the candy you don't want. And then you kind of, your parents are kind of looking over it, seeing how much they're going to take. I mean, eat, I mean, take away because oh, they want I, you to be healthy. Of right. Course. And then you got to do some major swapping and negotiations. So. That was to me the funnest part. It was like you just said, laying it all out and then trading. Yeah. Like I would, I would always try to trade for all the Snickers and the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. And get rid of like the, the black licorice and the, the nasty stuff with coconut in it. Yeah. Get rid of all that. Yeah. The coconut, that's like fur, chocolate and fur together, those almond joys. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's like commodities, right? You know, like back in the day, you used to trade horses and wheat and barley and all that kind of stuff. So it's like commodity trading. I remember when my kids were little and I've got, I'm the oldest of five. My sister and her husband were with us and my brother-in-law, he's, he's my size. He's six, four. Uh-huh. He played played a trick on my mom. So he put, you know, if you were going to be a ghost, you put the sheet, right. you know, and you cut the little holes yeah. out. Uh-huh. Well, he did that, but then he got on his knees. Uh-huh. So he looked like he was a little kid oh. and got on the front porch of my parents' house and rang the doorbell. <laughs> and we were all like hiding, trying to you know listen to what he's. So she, oh, she opened the door. Oh, look at this cute little, little ghost. And uh-huh. so she put a couple of things of candy in his bag and he was just kind of standing there looking at her. Right. And then he s- 
didn't leave. He stood there and then shuffled his bag again. <laughs> like, I want more. Right. Oh, you want some more, do uh, you? So she put some more in, uh-huh. did it again. Uh-huh. And finally they, they let her in on it. But it was it was high hilarious, uh-huh. high comedy Halloween, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, that sounds crazy at the Harrow home. So let me ask you this, Jeff. If you had to choose three types of Halloween candy, Ooh. what would be on your pantheon of the top three there? Well, when you say Halloween candy, you're talking about just specifically around Halloween or just yeah, like candy we, like we, you'd get in your bag? Yeah, like, so we think about like the candy that either you'd get in your bag. So imagine you're dumping it out. Little Jeffy, I don't know if you were a little, but you know, like 12-year-old Jeff. Right. What, what comes to your mind? Well, first of all, you knew the houses that gave you the full-size candy bars. Oh. So those would always be the house you hit several times. Right. But for me, it was Snickers. Really? But you're not a chocolate person. I know, but something about, yeah, I like chocolate as a compliment. Right. But not as the main attraction. Well, that's good because Snickers, it's just the outside. The rest of it's, yeah. Nougat and all the peanuts and yeah. stuff. So that was on the top of the list. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups uh-huh. were right there as well. And then, man, what would be third? Maybe maybe peanut M&Ms? Yeah. I'm trying to think what else is there. I I love, you can see there's a bit of chocolate in all of those. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say, again, it's complimentary. Yeah. It's not the it's not the full meal deal. Sheila's gonna want me to say candy corn. I just can't do it. No. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, you don't have to. No. <laughs> Suffer the consequences later. That's right. What about you, you Stephen? Yeah, I, Reese's peanut butter cups was that was the one. I would trade multiple pieces to get one of those. So yep. that's definitely on there. You know, what also comes to my mind is the, the little boxes of milk duds. Oh, milk duds, yes. They, they would have, like, what was kind of cool that there was maybe, like, six pieces in there. But depending on how long that person had it, it was, like, one piece right. <laughs> that was all congealed together. So those were two top ones. And then I'm trying to think about, I really enjoyed those lollipops that actually had the apple on sucker on the inside, but they had the caramel on the outside. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So those were the top three. I have a hot sports opinion about milk duds. Uh huh. I love them when they're fresh. Right. But they can get stale and hard and they are no bueno. Yeah. When you're at the movies and you get one of the bad boxes, I take you, it back. You knock a chunk of your tooth out. Right. Yeah. I just feel like they go south pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, that's our Halloween, Stephen, but let's hear from CJ. She's got a scary story, and did you know it happens to be around Halloween? What? So without further ado, here is CJ's scary story. I was getting ready for my first double-digit run ever, 10 miles. I was pretty nervous, but I had chosen a picturesque neighborhood to complete it, and so I was looking forward to it. And on my way, I realized that it was, in fact, Halloween. It was a little later, though, and I figured all the trick-or-treaters would be at home by the time I was running. Not so. Apparently, this is the neighborhood to be in for Halloween. So I spent the first five miles dodging little witches, teens, and subpar costumes, and a lot of wagons toting toddlers around. It was cute until it was really annoying. I was ready to be done with dodging around mile eight when my foot caught on the pavement. I went flying face first on the sidewalk in front of everyone. I quickly got up and kept running. A few seconds out of the embarrassment zone, I took notice of my injuries. Badly scraped hands and my knee with blood dripping down my leg. 
By this point, it was very dark and the crowds were thinning. So I finished my Halloween run bloodied in the dark and probably scaring a few people as I ran around them. Steven, I liked her her subpar costumes. Right. She just threw that in there <laughs> as a quick note. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, what I thought was interesting, and sorry for that she was injured on that, but it kind of fit the theme. Like she almost got like a a costume while or while running. She, so people, she made her own costume. Yeah, like maybe there she was kind of in the way, but then maybe she's like, hey, look, there's a murderous runner with you know something <laughs> like that i don't know but oh yeah that's crazy yeah anytime there's a crowd and you fall in front of a big group of people right costumes or not it is scary yeah it definitely is yeah it's like what we used to call like an adult fall exactly exactly well, cj thank you for sharing that sorry that your first double digit mileage run was a bloody one Sounds like it made for a good story, but thanks for sharing that with a big-ass runner herd. That is CJ's Scary Story. Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just getting it done. Who do we have this week? So, Jeff, we actually have somebody that you know very well, and so do I. Her name is Danny Matthews, a.k.a. Unicorns Eats Pancakes. Do they ever. On all of the social channels. And Danny actually did something very special this weekend, Jeff. Yes, I got the honor of starting out with Danny at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. She ran the London Marathon virtually and exclusively on the trails. That is amazing. Yeah. So she was in Dallas, Texas, running the London Marathon, which is traditionally a road race, obviously, and doing it on the trails. That's just amazing. It like was that, amazing. I mean, 26.2 miles on the trails. That's really a big commitment to get off there early Sunday morning and do that. So Danny, congratulations for doing that. Hopefully unicorns and Clydesdales worked well together <laughs> as pacing animals. And uh, congratulations on doing that, uh, that amazing feat. Way to go, Danny. Hey, Steven. Hey, Jeff. You know what time it is? I do not know what time it is. It's Timmy time. Oh, my. What's up, Timmy? Not much, man. How are you guys? Good. Timmy time is back. Yes. Back and bad. Well, I tell you what's bad. That hair is flowing. (laughs) It is flowing. I think I need to get a little trim. It's bad meaning meaning good, of course. Ooh, like fat? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. It looks really good. We'll have to post a picture of that flow. I mean, that thing is legendary. Do you see when it's wet? It's like... It's all the way? It's it's down my back. Really? Oh, my. Yeah. And you said you had to loosen up your running caps? Cause, uh, I did. Like this hat, even. <laughs> he had to loosen up his hat when he wears it backwards because your hair is getting so... I ruined my uh, Rocky Raccoon hat. <gasps> yep, I had to clip the, clip the uh, oh, no. thing. Oh, no. Wow, in yep. operation. I did it when the hair was short, uh, oh. and then it. Oh, you I clipped, clipped it, it when it was short, and now it's too now long. It's, now it's too long, so it doesn't fit. You got a lot of volume in that hair. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty thick for forty six. <laughs> conditioner, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. lots of conditioner. Yeah, well, once a week. Yeah. I really don't wash it that much, to be honest. With you. <laughs> 
I believe it, actually. I believe it. Well, you know, back in, like, in the 1800s, they used to not really wash their hair. And then they had like little bags that would catch all the oil and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why they had the ponytails and things. Like, oh, my goodness. I went to Colonial Williamsburg, <laughs> and they would talk about that with the wigs and stuff. Nice. Yeah. You know, I think it's next for you, Timmy Time. Dreadlocks. Ooh, maybe. Ooh, that's you would nice. look cool with dreadlocks. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Or corn rolls. Yeah, either that's, one. That's the tight same ones. thing, isn't it? Mm-mm. No, no, no. Dreadlocks oh. are big, thick things. Corn rolls are little. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, see those gotcha. in Mexico. Yeah. Well, if you are new to this show, Timmy Time is here because we would go on road trips to races and things. And we would jam out. Ooh, would we jam? <laughs> major usually, major jamming. Usually on the way back from races, we would do, I don't know, man, we would do Boys to Men, Boston, do some country, whatever. We even had some 80s love songs. Oh, yeah. Some ballads. Some, some power air supply. <laughs> I thought they were, I thought that was a guy and a girl. Really? Air supply? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. Two guys. Yep. Australian. Oh. And then Steven started going on trips with us and we would play these songs, be singing along like, oh, this is going to be a three part harmony. Right. But it was only a two part harmony because Steven (laughs) had no idea what these songs were. Really one part harmony because I do not have any harmony. Yes, you do. You're fine. (laughs) See, (laughs) your falsetto is amazing. I don't even know what that is. Barry Gibb is jelly right now. <laughs> I kind of look like Barry Gibb now. You do. You, can, you yeah. know what? We need to get you like a leisure suit and you could get something to like I have like up. seven of them. Oh, well, sorry. Well, then we He's a man of leisure. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what we do now is we're trying to help Steven along. He's our musical compassion child. I was a little sheltered growing up. Didn't really have a lot of music in the home. So yeah, so I'm, I'm catching up. His catalog used to consist of Twyla Paris and Twyla Paris. Uh, right. <laughs> We've expanded that a little bit. Orange Theory has helped a little bit. It's growing, yeah. Hanging well. out more with you guys. Apple Music. There's this thing called Apple Music. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 And you actually has this thing. It says like 80s playlist and you can hit it. And then like all of these foreign songs come on. By, <laughs> by even a foreigner? group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was, was like a foreign song by foreigner. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, where's foreigner from? Uh, the foreigner's from the U.S. Yeah. Oh, really? They're not, yeah, they're not foreign. Oh. Well, they're foreign to some people. Yeah, that's true. Like <laughs> me. Nobody to the US, <laughs> in the U.S. So we have started doing, we started doing some songs. Timmy Time would sing his little heart out. Steven would try to guess the artist. Yep. We've had mixed success over the many months of this show. It's varied. We did a little bit of a pivot to some movie lines the last few episodes, but we're back. We're back we're to back song. We're back and bad. Yeah. It's the holiday season. We have Halloween coming up. Mm. And so we're going to do, Stephen, some songs that I did a Google search yeah. on the internets, Uh-oh. on the interwebs, songs popular during Halloween. So these are four, is it four or five to me time? I think it's five. It is. Five songs five. that are popular and played a lot during the Halloween season. So I'll do a little setup. <laughs> Timmy Time will sing his little heart out, and then Stephen will try to guess. All right. Now, this first song was released. Okay, by the way, there's five songs. Okay. This is coincidence. Four of them were released in 1984. Ooh. Total coincidence. Ooh, 84. Oh, that's good. Well, I might have a chance. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I was nine. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I was. Okay, this song was released by Motown label in 1984 as a lead single from the debut studio album of the same name. The debut single release and song featured 
get this is a big hint right here, uh-huh. Stephen. Ready? Guest vocals by brothers Michael Jackson and Jermaine Jackson. I think I already know it. This became a major commercial success internationally, topping charts. Listen to this in Belgium, France. No hints there. Spain and reaching the top five in Canada, Germany, and the Netherlands. Ah. And New Zealand, South Africa, Sweden, Switzerland, and the United States, peaking at number two in the Billboard Top 100. Both, oh, but it got to number two because both Jump by Van Halen and Footloose by Kenny Loggins kept it from number one. Well, that's that's not a fair fight. Yeah. Yeah. No. Footloose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Foot I mean, loose. those are two iconic songs that even I know about Whoa. those. Oh, look at usually using a word like iconic. Yes. I, mean, I was not giving him hints. He was trying to guess. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to keep, we got to keep my eye on <laughs> <Yep>. that guy. <laughs> Timmy time. You ready? Here we go. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Song number one. I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from nine to five. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? And I always feel like somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. Oh, why I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, is it just a dream? All right, Steven. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> Thanks for the backup. That was really good it. harmony too. Like you guys just kind of I just so you guys know, we don't practice this <laughs> really whatsoever. Like How I don't can you tell? I don't have any clue what's going on. I thought that was Tim good. Tim just rolls up and is handed a list and then you guys just start harmonizing and Tim nails it each time. Okay, so I actually do recognize the song. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and so I was thinking it was Thriller because you said Jackson, and it wasn't Thriller, the name of the album and the song, but clearly that was not Thriller, unless I just really don't know what Thriller is. (laughs) (laughs) I like your deductive reasoning. So with all that, that's just really me stalling, Jeff. I'm going to say the name of that song is Watching Me. You're guessing the artist, right? Oh, (laughs) That's not what it's called either. Uh, Great. Actually, that's that's a buzzer for both. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Um, Just add a a word to the title. uh Somebody's somebody's watching watching me. me. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a scary. Someone's watching you. Oh, that is. That sounds like one of those Phil Collins songs or whatever. We didn't even get to part about the shower. What? Whoa. Whoa. It's controversial. Is this like a psycho kind of like Alfred Hitchcock? Okay. I'm going to say this is the song called Hollow Notes by Hollow Notes. Not Hollow Notes by Hollow Notes. Timmy Time and I just saw Hollow Notes. That's what I was thinking. And they were, Timmy Time, what was your review? Boring. (laughs) (laughs) They were terrible. Me too. They were awful. They were so awesome. Uh, Yeah. But they the were concert not very was good. awful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a whole other story. We'll tell yeah. that sometime. Can I phone a friend or is there a clue or anything? Somebody? Here's the thing, Stephen. I don't know that you'll ever get this. Okay. <laughs> okay. But so I'll you're give, saying there's no. I'll give you a hint. Okay. This is just for fun. There's right. a city outside of Dallas with a lake next to it. Almost this name. <laughs> Almost. One letter off. One Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. That would be Awesome Kingdom. The awesome. <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. No, there's a, there's a lake called Possum Kingdom. I have yeah, no that's idea. That's a good guess. Yeah, I have no idea. It's a band called... Hey, you, you, you kick these when we're running trails. Oh, that's true. Rocks? Actually, ooh. Yeah. The Rocks. How yeah. well do you do that? 
Very well. Very well, Rocks. Rockwell. <laughs> Rockwell. Did you say Rockwell? That is correct. <laughs> I said nice. that's a band. It's actually a person. His name is Rockwell. Oh. And he sang that song. So the, what was the band's name? It's, it's actually a, just a person. Oh. It's not a band. <laughs> I misspoke. Oh, okay. Is his yeah. name really Rockwell? Yep. Yeah. I would assume that's his last name. He was Barry Gordy's nephew or something like really? that. From, yeah. Oh. From the record label. Does he have a brother named Norman? He has a his old uncle used to paint. Yeah, his name Rock is Norman Rockwell. Yeah, all right, all right. I, I wasn't even close on that. We're over one. All right, that was hard. That I was, must admit, that was I'm guessing very hard. The big ass runner heard. I bet about what forty percent got that. It's got a the pretty, song. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't know anyone. Who, I bet uh, got there's that. some people. Let us know if you got the artist. On yeah, that. that would be. I think that would be elite if you knew that artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm not elite, and I knew it. Well, yeah, but I'm you're not elite. But you're a savant. You're I'm not elite. elite. Did you see how I tied that back oh, in, Steven? Oh my goodness. The scarlet thread is there. That's how good we are on this podcast. All right. Well, I miserably failed on that one, but right. that was hard. I, I think most of the population would have not gotten that, but I did recognize it. I, I truly one, did. This one's a little easier. I think you may, may get this one. We'll see. It's a song by an English rock musician from his second, his second album. So there's some hints. It was released again in 1984. What a coincidence. As the second single off the album. This song is softer and more ballad-like than most of his other singles. It reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming a top 10 hit in the USA. It was notable for the female voice of Perry Lister as she appears on the band video of Hot in the City and sings... (laughs) Les Jusons in French mm-hmm. during the song. And you're going to sing that. Okay. I'll do Th- that. This is a Halloween song? This is a Halloween yeah, song. Timmy Time, you ready? Yeah, it just, it's scary. <laughs> All right. I'm going <clears> to. <throat> All right. All right. Here we go. Song number two. I'm all out of hope. One more bad break could bring a fall. When I'm far from home, don't call me on the phone to tell me you're alone. It's easy to deceive, it's easy to tease, but hard to get release. Your eyes without a face. Les Jusons Visage. Your eyes without a face. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. Keep it up. <laughs> it sounds like he's high. <laughs> Les Jusons Visage. Your eyes without a face. and got no human grace. Your eyes without a face. Timmy time. That was amazing. I have no idea. I think you were amazing. That might be better than the Celine Dion. Oh, no. That was incredible. Your French is amazing. (laughs) So accurate. The intonations and everything. I mean, right on the money. money. I'm craving for for a baguette right now. I have no idea what's going on right now. Say that again. (laughs) Say what again? Les Jusons Visage. Your eyes without a face. I have no idea idea what's going on right now. No one does. That's why it's scary. (laughs) Somebody without eyes in their face. This is a legitimately real song in America that people listen to? 
and it's scary. It doesn't sound like it sounds like elevator music. And, and, and it's Paris. eyes without a face. That is scary. Yeah, think of somebody's face and their eyes are floating next to them. It's like it's like haunted house. Um, <laughs> we got to get some guesses here, Stephen. All right, the song I know we're not guessing is called "Eyes Without Your Face." I don't know. Eyes without a face. Yes. Okay. Correct. I'll give you. A right. Okay. And the singer is Rod Stewart. Not bad oh, guess. That's actually pretty close. Uh, uh, kind of. Dudley Moore. The group oh, Dudley Moore. <laughs> he looks like Rod Stewart. Oh, combine, combine Rod Stewart and Dudley Moore. Dudley Stewart. This, this. <laughs> he would sing like this. Oh, oh, um, oh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Timmy Times doing an impression of facial. He's got his lip up. It's He's not got Elvis. his lip. Oh, okay. Hold on. It's not I, Elvis. Um, is he have like spiky white hair? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Billy Idol? Yeah, there you go. That doesn't count though. No, not at all. No, but your nostril flare <laughs> totally gave it away. It wasn't your singing. It was the the left nostril flare moving your glasses up. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice day for a white wedding. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I think he would have had done the the British accent while singing. I probably would have totally gotten it. Yeah. You didn't get Not. it with my French female voice singing. <laughs> that was just a distraction. That was was that, it ever. That it was was, <laughs> was it ever. All right, song number three. I think Stephen. I think you're gonna. I don't know. You'll get the song. The song is the theme of a film by the same name and included on the film soundtrack. I think I already know this one. It debuted at number sixty-eight in June of nineteen eighty-four. And peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on August of 1984. All right. Staying there three weeks. It was number two in the UK singles. And the song re-entered the UK Top 75 back in 2008. Made a resurgence. Why would it do that? I don't know. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song, but lost to Stevie Wonder's (laughs) I just called to say I love you. Ooh, that was good. And uh, ooh, there's actually a lawsuit regarding plagiarism. So they plagiarized this song from Huey Lewis in the news. <gasps> I want a new drug. One no, more music. Huey Lewis, that's one of my favorite bands because that was my first cassette tape because oh, of Back to the Future. There you go. All right, without further ado, Timmy time. Take it away. Song number three. If there's something strange <laughs> in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Woo! If there's something weird and it don't look good, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no, no ghost. ghost. <laughs> I like your musical instrument yeah, over there. Because <laughs> that's kind of how the, uh, the ambulance went. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to guess that that one was called Ghostbusters. Yes. Very good. Yes. <laughs> Boom. They're actually doing a remake of that movie coming out. It has like Paul Rudd and the kid from Stranger Things mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I feel like they've done 27 remakes of that. Yeah. That's show. why I got repopular in 2008, right? Exactly. Right. But that version with Melissa McCarthy did not do well at all. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. That, that was really good. That movie was terrible, Stephen. My favorite scene in that movie is when they tell him not to think about something and then he thinks of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Well, you have not guessed the artist, by the way. You guessed uh, the song. <laughs> I was supposed you're to stalling. do that. You're stalling. Oh, I totally forgot. I was so I was so um, mesmerized by the... Uh, I have no idea who sings that song. I'm going to say The Sticks. 
The sticks. That was a fantastic guess. The sticks. Yeah. The, is it just one stick? Just sticks. Oh, sticks. Oh. S T Y X. After the river. Um. Oh. Okay. Um. No, that wasn't them. Uh, that was. I don't know. It's actually a person. Oh. <laughs> I have. I have two, two names. Oh, really? Well, He's people, actually a junior as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, Harry, yeah. Three Harry, names. Harry Connick Jr. <gasps> no. Oh, that was a good guess. Though. Harry Belafonte Jr. Ooh, that was a good guess. <laughs> um, Harry and the Hendersons. I have no idea. <laughs> Starts with an R. Roger Rabbit. Did you say Ray Parker Jr.? Yes. Ray yes. Parker Jr. Yes. Nicely done. <laughs> Sounds like a boxer. It does sound like a How boxer. How many th- people you think know that song or that artist? I bet... 30% of the yeah. big ass runner herd got that one. I don't think so. Yeah, MB did not lower? know. Yeah, I think it's fact. MB did not know Billy Idol. What? What? Yep, she she never heard of him? No, she knew it. Oh. But she didn't know that song. Uh-huh. Song number four. Okay, this was by an American rock band, Stephen. This was not in 1984. It was actually in 1976. It was oh, written and no. sung by the lead guitarist. I was one. It was re- released as a single. <laughs> And the song is this band. This is a band. Okay. Their highest chart success, reaching number seven in the cash box and number 12 on Billboard Top 100. It should have been number one. It received very positive reaction from Rolling Stone. They put it in their top 500 songs of all time. It was, mem- get here's a hint okay. for all you. Right. All right, I'm listening. I'm digging deep. It was memorialized in April of 2000. On a Saturday Night Live sketch, it was a six-minute sketch written by the great Will Ferrell. He played this guy, Gene Frinkle, an overweight cowbell player, and legendary producer Bruce Dickinson, played by Christopher Walken. Walken's best actor ever. Who said, I got a fever. Boom, for more cowbell. <laughs> that was a El Jefe Timmy Time combo. Right. So, Timmy Time, take it away. Wow. Song number four. Dear, near, near, near. Dear, near, near, near. All the times have come. Here, but now they're gone. Seasons don't feel the reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, and the rain. We can be like AR. Come on, baby. Don't fear the reaper. Baby, take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. We'll be able to fly. Don't fear the reaper. Baby, I'm your man. All right, Stephen, that is probably the best version I've ever heard. Well done. Not only was there singing, but there was the the cowbell, the the accompaniment. I mean, yeah. So I know the skit very well. I'm assuming the Reaper is a farmer or is that the Grim Reaper? I think it's more the Grim 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 Reaper. Reaper? Okay. Which is why it is a scary song. It doesn't sound scary. Yeah, none of these. Doesn't it sound as scary? Don't fear the Reaper? Yeah. You're not afraid of the Grim Reaper? No. Dude, you're brave. (laughs) You probably do night runs. (laughs) Not very well. (laughs) Let's see here. I have no earthly idea. Did you guess the name of the song? No. 
Uh, I think you said don't fear the reaper, which is correct. Yeah, don't fear the reaper. Exactly. <laughs> this is sung by, uh, uh, this is a band, right? Yes. Let uh, me give you a hint. Okay. Color found in the ocean Kool-Aid. Color mm-hmm. found in the ocean? Found Three in words. the ocean. Oh. Three words. Okay. First word is a color. Okay. Second word is something found in the ocean. Oh, something found in the yeah. ocean. And the third one is Kool-Aid. Drink, um, drinking Kool-Aid. Um, really, really good hints. Orange whale cult. <gasps> oh, the, the last one. The last oh, one is yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Red. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Yellow cult. <laughs> Green cult. <laughs> Black. <laughs> no, Black the, Sabbath. The one color you haven't said is color of your shirt. Blue. Blue. <laughs> Whale, blue blank colt, blue <laughs> dolphin fish. They, a lot of people think they, they're like snot. Mermaid, jellyfish. Yeah, they come in a shell. You eat them on the half shell. Conk, oyster. Yeah. Blue oyster colt. Yay! All right. Fantastic at this game. I am. Yay, Stephen. It's really a real band. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blue oyster colt. I was th- I was thinking like oh yeah for Kool Aid but then I was like maybe he's talking about cult or yeah. some kind of comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the Kool Aid guy? <laughs> he smashes. Yeah, he said oh yeah. <laughs> like that sounded like more like Hulk Hogan. But yeah, all right, yeah, I am uh, doing absolutely horrible. We're we're over four. I, mean, I, I, I saw this list and I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> there's no way. One, so one. speaking of scary, there's no way. Steven, in hell. I <laughs> I kind of thought this is how it might go. Well, I got Ghostbuster. Oh, it doesn't count. Didn't count. Uh, gosh. So this fifth one, I feel like we're, you're going to regain your mojo. Okay. Because this song was released as a single by Epic Records back in 1984. Again, a shocker. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. No, oh. it's a it's a, a single from this person's studio, sixth studio album. It was produced by Quincy Jones and written by Rod Temperton who wanted to make a theatrical song. The music evokes horror films with sound effects such as thunder, footsteps, and wind, and ends with a spoken word sequence performed by horror actor Vincent Price. Oh, Without I know. further ado, Timmy Time. Take it away. Scary song. All right. Number five. It's close to midnight, <laughs> and something evil's lurking in the dark. Under the moonlight, you see a sight that almost stops your heart. You try to scream, but terror takes the sound before you make it. Yeah, you start to freeze as horror looks right you right between the eyes, and you're paralyzed. Thriller, thriller tonight, and no one's gonna save you from the beast about to strike. Thriller, thriller tonight, you're fighting for your life inside a killer, killer tonight. That was nice time. That was a duet. Turned yes. into a duet from yeah. Timmy Time and Steven. I'm going to guess That's this That's how the road one. trips are right That's there. Right. That's true. But I don't peek. see. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll peek inside the road trip right. right there. I'm going to say this is Thriller hey. by a previous mentioned Jackson, meaning Michael Jackson. No, nope. yeah. Jermaine. 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 
not Tito. That was Michael. Janet. Yeah, nicely Janet. done. Yeah. Steven, you came back. Well, yeah. that was a softball. Give me. I think if I didn't know that one, I should just, you know, yeah. Retire. Just retire. <laughs> retire from Timmy Tom. Retire on top. <laughs> Well, great job as Thanks always. Thanks for having Timmy me. That was awesome. You did amazing. Those were hard. So seriously, if you guys, I would like to know if you guys, if you if you got half of those, I think that would be amazing. Yes, I mean, yes. Let us know how you did. I, I think there's people out there who got them all. Steven. I don't think. I really do. I don't. There's no way. I really do. If you okay. if you got them all, Jeff at BigAssRunner.com or on Instagram, BigAssRunner. Let us know. We want to know that. With that, that is Timmy time. Bam, bam, bam. Great job, Timmy. Thank you. Awesome. And good night. <laughs> Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 64. A slightly scary episode. I know. Well, listen, that was a really great episode as people get into the fall season, the pumpkin spice season, the Halloween season. We hope that you guys are enjoying this. So thanks so much to Scott from Path Projects um, getting on and talking to us a little bit. Some really good insights and definitely excited about some of his new year. And thank you, CJ, for sharing your adult fall, your bloody adult fall with us. Glad, though, that you're able to get those 10 miles done. Yeah, and not, last but not least, Danny, we just want to say thanks for being a part of the Big Ass Running Herd and running that marathon in honor of your grandma. So excited for you. Congratulations on that. And then no episode would be complete without Timmy Time showing off his vocal tones, getting everybody ready. So if you guys guessed even half of those correct, I want to hear about that. On, Gold medal for them. I know, on the gram. So definitely let us know about that. Well, Stephen, is there anything we want the Big Ass Runner Herd to do this week? Um, I think there's one thing, Jeff, is that we would love for you to, after you get home from running, listen to the podcast, we want you to go over there and take a gander at the new website. So if you'll go over to BigAssRunner.com, that makes sense. That's right. BigAssRunner.com. You can check out the new website. There's a whole bunch of fun things on there. And if you need a coffee mug to hold up your pumpkin spice latte or your pumpkin spice Keurig coffee, whatever, go check it out and check out the website. I think you guys will really like it. And big thanks to our audio engineer who takes what we do and somehow makes it into something that makes some semblance of sense. His name, of course, is Steve. Say it isn't so Saunders. So saucy. Well, listen, thanks again for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed episode number 64. Until then, get out there, enjoy the trails. And keep running your asses off. Usually on the way back from races, we would do, I don't know, man, we would do boys to men, Boston, do some country, whatever. We even had some 80s love songs. Oh, yeah. Some ballads. Long ago, Talk about lame. <laughs> totally. So you can change it if you want. I don't care. It's up to you. I can live with it if you can. I Suit yourself. Really love with you. 
could this be songs about pumpkin spice? Because if that's the case, I'm out. You're out. <laughs> pumpkin spice. She was like my favorite one. What's so, your favorite Spice Girl? Um, posh. Nice. Yeah. Pumpkin is yours. Yeah. What's yours, Jeff? Sporty. Sporty was cool. Yeah. What about sporty. scary? Scary? Mm-hmm. Oh, it should be scary because it's a scary yeah, song. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Their mascot is the. I can't think of their mascot. Well, that's not going to help you either. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Okay. Hey, if you do it, Pathfinder will let you wear their gear. Path Project? Are you giving away a Nissan? <laughs> Timmy Time is going to give away a Pathfinder for anybody who's in the 30% Man, decile. Money bags I know. <laughs> and I'm, always, I'm wearing their hat. I know you're wearing their hat. Maybe a little bit too tight. <laughs> He's losing yeah, oxygen. It's, it's, the, it's the hair. It's the hair. It was nominated for a, an Academy Award for Best Song, but lost... To Stevie's Wonder, to, to Stevie Wonders. <laughs> and if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we should probably give him more cowbell. Say, baby. But the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. I think if, I, if I just leave and uh, maybe I'll come back later, we can lay down the cowbell. Come on, baby. Gene, wait. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Don't, don't.